interesting. You know what has been of great concern in my heart? God is waiting eagerly for people who are his children who will take the bull by the horn and put an end to the insanity of the world. In this house, God has done a lot of teaching. I can say that if members of this church just take January till now and just keep on listening again and again to the messages that you have been hearing from January till now, you may not need mercy till you go to heaven. Because I found out from January till now what God has taught in this church. Any single Christian or a group of people who will go through them and enter into them, they will turn the world upside down in everything. In everything. But what happened is that if I ask you what did I say on the first of January, you may not remember. If I say what was the kingpin message for, for January, you may not remember because you have received so many, 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 many more on it without going backward to see or to hear. But this week, marking from now, is Holy Spirit Week. When we started to worship, I found out that some of you still need to be taught. While some are entered into the worship, some are still trying to sing, which is different from worship. That is, to begin by singing and singing and singing and singing, eventually they will enter into worship. But I will say throughout this week, these are the rules of engagement. Whenever you open your mouth to sing, make sure your heart is singing. Write that down. Whenever I open my mouth to sing, my heart must rejoice and sing. In other words, I will not sing to God when my heart does not rejoice in Him. But I will sing to God always. So which means... Anytime you open your mouth to sing, make sure it's not your mind singing. Make sure it's a heartfelt song. A song that comes from the heart, tears the heart into pieces. And he exalts the Father and he connects instantly to heavenlies. The moment you open your mouth, you are gone. You are not going to be people who, or somebody who will be singing, but yet heaven is not hearing you. You may be screaming even heaven is not hearing you. Second thing, whenever I open my mouth to pray, my heart must be praying. Whenever your mouth is open to pray, your heart must be praying. I want us to take a break so that I can open your mind to some understanding and then we pray. So that when we pray, you are praying with expectation. I said, whenever you open your mouth to sing, your heart must be singing. Whenever you open your mouth to, to pray, your heart must be praying. And the third thing is, whenever you are praying or singing, you are expecting God. That is, you expect the touch of God. Anytime you pray, anytime you sing, you must hear from God. 
That will be the attitude of your mind now. Anytime you either pray or sing, you expect God to speak. When we are singing, I was, I was floating in the spiritual intonations to try to hear what God wants to say for those nations. You'll be carried by the wing of the Spirit when your heart is singing. The whole of this week, I want to major on prophetic and healing. The ministry of prophetic and healing. That's the major thing that I focus on. Because when those two things are prevailing, people do not need to ask who is God. They will convince that there is God. Are we together now? Now, for those of you who probably haven't had uh, you know, much teaching about the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit? John fourteen, fifteen to 17. Jesus said, If you love me, you will obey what I command you. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he lives in you and will be in, in you, will be with you. Now, three things that Jesus mentioned here. One, he calls the Holy Spirit a counselor. In your, how many of you have read the brochure last Sunday, yesterday? If you are ready, I will ask question in it now. Have you, if you have read it, how many of you have not received it? You know what I decide to do now? I will compel all CFT Global to have a break in their meeting every Sunday and they will read what I write. Because if you are given yesterday, the instruction that I give towards that is once you get home, regardless of your schedule, you read it before you sleep. You read it before you sleep because it is a rema to you. Do we understand that now? If you look at the word counselor, I said in that report I gave you, we need to always remind ourselves about the Holy Spirit who the Holy Spirit is, and what are his assignments. As I said, Jesus reveals him as a counselor or comforter. The word counselor means a person trained to give guidance on personal and psychological problems. An advisor, a consultant, a guide, a mentor, a confidant, a coach, a teacher, a tutor, expert specialists, and an instructor. This was given to you on Sunday. You know why I give this to you? When I was reading, writing, the, the lecture on Holy Spirit uh, for Sunday, I wrote to an extent that the Holy Spirit told me when I talked about the assignment of the Holy Spirit, and it says that He, he will convict the world of three things, sin, judgment, and righteousness. And when I read it will convict the world as you know, sin, the Holy Spirit told me what is sin. 
He asked me what he's seen. And I said, Miss Demark. He said, yes. He said, the body of Christ, they know sin as Miss Demark because that is the Greek word, uh, the Latin word from where the origin of Greek word came uh, as sin. Sin means Miss Demark. When you have a dart, I want to throw to the center and you miss it. They call it Miss Demark. And that's what they call sin. Theologically, that's it. But the Holy Spirit said to me that as a law person, what is sin? And I had to go and take law dictionary. It says, teach my people. He said, that is sin. Not just miss the mark. And if you look at the book of James, you were meant to study this morning. James spoke about sin and the definition of sin. When we were reading the book of James this morning, I now saw what the Lord defines sin in that book of James. And we will look at that next week. Because I said to you, when I had God, that was when I stopped that writing. I said, next week. Because I really want to, to, to make it so simple for an ordinary man to understand. But at the same time, very, very legal for a judge of the Supreme Court to look at that and say, my, this is true in the face of law. But what I'm saying to you is that if you understand what a counselor is, you, you look for him. You will find him. So I'm talking about your attitude, the attitude of your mind this week. I have things I'm asking from the Holy Spirit to give me this meeting. They are meeting with the vision he has shown me about me. And Paul said to Timothy, he said, remember the gift that was prophesied over you by the presbytery when I lay hands on you. And he said, walk that gift out or else it will not happen. But many of us receive prophecy and we are waiting for the prophecy to happen. No, you have to work it out. So I have gifts that I'm asking God in line with the vision He has given me. And I will share that with you maybe on Friday. But this tonight, what I want to zero into is the things that you need to, be, to take into cognizance throughout this week to be able to receive gifts. The first thing I said, where you sing. Your heart must be singing. You don't open your mouth to sing if your heart is not singing. Okay? Your heart is not your mind. Your mind is full of all the worries you have. Your heart is full of God. Out of the abundance of the heart, Jesus says, So if you are singing and your heart is not singing, you are just rattling, singing from your mind. That's just like these people who sing... Um, uh, what they sing song and some people will just be singing it because they say they want to be happy believers don't do that when you pray your heart must be praying alright so then the attitude of your mind must be expecting that is how the Holy Spirit can take you on a journey and it can strip your life before you right in this meeting it can show you your past years in a twinkle of an eye. And they will take you through the diary of your life. And you will see many things that you did not see. Why some issues happened to you. You will see them. But when Holy Spirit reveals that, haven't taken you through it, it will break you down straight away. <laughs> you will weep like a baby. Then he will show you the way out. That's what Holy Spirit does. But your heart, forget about anybody who is around you. This is your business, not our business. 
I will get there. So then we connect our heart together. So therefore, Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Counselor. The Counselor. But he also says the Spirit of Truth. And he also says that he will live in us and he will be with us. Now, if I just go further, I will say that is it just some people in church that should be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues? But the answer is no. Isaiah 44 verse 3 to 4 tells you that the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. It says, For I will pour water on the, on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on, on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. And then he went to say they will prosper. Therefore, and Jesus says, wait for the promise of the Father. So the Holy Spirit is for everybody. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is for everybody. Somebody get born again now. The next thing is to get him to know about the Holy Spirit. Baptism, water, baptism. Those are the three things. Bapt- Holy Ghost baptizes you into Christ, that is salvation. Christ baptizes you with the Holy Spirit, that is being filled with the Holy Ghost. And then the minister baptizes you by immersion, and that is identifying with Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. And it's baptism by immersion, not by sprinkle of water in people's head or taking water and pouring it on people's head. It's not baptism. Baptism is being submerged. Those of you who went with me to Israel will recognize that all the people coming to baptize in the River Jordan, they take the people that they dip them in and bring them out. Because the book of Romans tells us the meaning of that is that when you are baptized, when you are dipped under the water, that is the way Jesus was baptized, of course, in Jordan. You share in burial with Christ, so that when you are brought out of the water, it says you will share in the resurrection. You have identified with his resurrection. Then he said, by such virtue, there is a power that comes with you. Which is the power of resurrection. So it is not just a ritual. It is a sacrament. It has, it's symbolic, but it has impetus. It has, it has meaning. It has power. I will together now. Joel says, and afterward, chapter 2, verse 28... Afterwards, I will pour my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. And uh, I think we are expecting Reverend May to this. Um, so, Joel 2, 28, 29. Afterwards, I will pour my spirit upon all people. What I'm saying here is that Holy Spirit is for all of you. It's not for me. It's not for him or her. It's for us. Are we together now? No matter how young you are in God, no matter how old you are in God. And I'm going to ask, answer a question here. Where some people say, but I've been a Christian all these years. Why didn't I speak in tongues? Oh, I was just saying you are going to be around. So, and I didn't see you. So, are you listening with, to me now? Let's go on this short journey. The first thing... I try to explain to you is who Holy Spirit is as a counselor. And we all need him. We need his service. Isn't it? Yes, sir. 
The children need a service. They need a mentor. They need counsel. They need direction. They need insight. They need answer to questions that man cannot answer them. Sometimes kids have questions they can't ask their parents. And they won't come out with it. If they, if they know about the Holy Spirit and they ask the Holy Spirit, we tell them the right answer. I would hear that. So if kids have known Holy Spirit from their childhood, they will be very, very different. You make a distinction of them. I can tell you by my personal experience, they will do many things right, not knowing that they are doing the right thing. It will just be like normal thing to them. But because they have the Holy Spirit at a very young age, filled with the Holy Spirit. So, second thing is, I said Holy Spirit is for every one of us. It's for every one of us. And that's what we're looking now. So that some people cannot say that, oh, why haven't I received it? I will come to why you haven't received it, why you sh- what you should do, and you do that today, you get it. Thank you for the amen. Yes. Where well, I was preaching yesterday, because they haven't been used to me, when I say what you will see them scream, amen, uh, two days ago, uh, in Leeds, you say, amen. Many of them watch me on the YouTube one of them came to me after that meeting. He said, uh, Apostle, Apostle, you are the one I'm, I'm seeing like this. I said, I'm the one. He said, I never believe I can ever see you. And I said, this is me. You know, the power of God hit everybody down because of their heart. Believe in the prophet. Don't get used to it. So when I speak prophetically to you, let your spirit catch it. Amen. You need to go and ask for Pastor Tosin. Their pastor told them for months that my father will come and visit you. And Pastor Tosin told them every time I was nothing. I used to know Apostle as my father, the father of my brothers. But he's my father, but you know that kind of father that you just say father. You don't have contact. So he said one day, one of the members of this church was driving him to a, a function. And he heard me preaching in the, in the car. That member of this church was playing my tape. And in that tape, I said, Jesus will pass through this world on, in August. He will be in the world throughout August, visiting people. And I said... It's not for judgment, it's to empower people. And he said, Jesus, this is few days for July to end. If this man of God said Jesus is going to pass through the earth, and I said it among you here, that was 2017. And he said, from 1st of August, he will continue to seek him until he knocks his door. You see that kind of attitude? The one who played it didn't encounter God. He went and he began to pray. He told his church, he prays, he, he fasted and prayed. He would pray from a fast and break at six every day, praying that Jesus, your servant said you are passing this world. And he said that, he said to the people, he said, I said to them, he said to them that, I know a man of God, Apostle Williams, nothing that he said God said that did not happen. He said, that is the only man I know. He had never said God said something that it didn't happen. Everything God said, it will happen through him. Don't believe it, it will happen. He said, so I said that this one that he said is not a joke. 
is, is part of the prophecy of the beginning of that year. So he prayed and prayed and prayed. From the 1st of September, the Lord began to visit him. And he visited him throughout September. That is what gave birth to the ministry. He, Jesus told him to go to Leeds. Of all places. Okay? Every, every, every blessing he could not attain in his life in London. Within two years in Leeds, he got everything. Everything, he got everything. Really, when he was in London, Satan had destroyed his life, and Satan had finished him. It's just to bury him. I can't tell you the details. He will come here and tell you. Situation in life that if it happened to some men, they would be mental home. All right? And everything he ever worked for was stripped of him in his life. But after that prayer, he encountered Jesus repeatedly for, for one month, and he moved. When he got to Leeds, everything that was lost was restored. And then things that he had been aspiring to earn was given to him. Where we went to meet him, the building where he was using, a company renovated, he furnished everything. Everything he needs for ministry is there, including rooms for, because God told him, the Lord told him to go and start prayer there. And told him how the prayer should be. And that prayer that he started there today, people are connecting from America, they are connecting from Ireland, from Europe, all over the place. Somebody came from Republic of Ireland to that retreat. They will start, they will come to the retreat from, from Friday and pray from Friday. They will sleep there, wake up there, pray every third hour till Sunday. And he has rooms to accommodate them. Whereas some of us are saying that, how will I, how will I? No, I will show you. If you can get to the Spirit, you get everything. I would get in there. That's what I told you. So the people, when I was speaking, they are so eager. So that when I, you know, when people are eager, they draw unction. That's what the issue is. It was astonishing. So understand this, that... The Holy Spirit is for you. It's a promise from the Father. Joel said, I will pour myself on our flesh. Then, Acts chapter 1 verse 4. On one occasion while they were eating with, while he was eating with them, Jesus, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. You have to wait for the gift. That is key thing. Alright? Wait for the gift. The word wait for the gift is in, embedded in, in those three things I said to you. To get the spirit, as you open your mouth, don't sing unless your heart is singing. Number one. Whenever you sing to God, you, you, are, you are talking to the creator. You can't be singing to him and be thinking somewhere else. It's very, very rude and insulting in the spiritual. Tarrying means waiting. Somebody who is waiting is expecting. Don't pray, except your heart is praying. In other words, you must pray. Whenever you pray, you know that you are serious with God. Whenever you sing, you know God is the one you are singing to. You don't want anyone to disturb you. you don't, it's not a time to carry a telephone or to be looking somewhere or to be thinking somewhere. Once you approach it like that, it will be very hard for you to get it. 
But if you know that, <clears throat> I'm talking once you mention, if you know the Jews till today, they can say God, they can say many things, but when they say Yahweh, they are very slow and very, very cautious because that name is awesome name. They don't call it anyhow. I would get it now. Because of reverence to God. So, you agree with me. Whenever we sing to God, our heart must be singing. Whenever we pray, our heart and our mind must be expecting from God. Okay? And I'm singing because I'm expecting you to speak to me, Lord. I'm praying because I'm, I want to hear from you, Lord. And that is tiring. It may be for a day. In this case, they were there for 50 days anyway. But 40 days from after Jesus spoke to them. But that is not the significant thing. The significant thing is that your attitude when you tarry. Alright. Because we want to pray today, I have let you know that Holy Spirit is not a privilege of some people. It is a promise to all who believe in Jesus. Anybody who gets it, it doesn't mean that the person is more holy. We are equally holy. There is no one in, in Christian that is more holy than the other. But our godliness vary. Our holiness is the same. Our righteousness is the same. Because through the blood of Jesus we have become the righteousness of God. Okay. And through the death of Christ we have, we have, we have been made holy before him. But when the Bible says in the book of Hebrew 13, in Hebrew 12 or something like that, it says that be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. What he's saying to you now is that after being made holy, you must remain in it. You can't put on a white wedding gown and then you went to, um, um, what do you call this place? That is Elder Charles here. Yeah? Eh? He's the one in that place. No one there. Okay. If he was here, I was going to ask him a question. He was, he's at the door. Go and tell him that. I will ask him what I'm saying. He should be hearing me there. At the reception, he should be hearing me. He shouldn't sit there and not hearing me. He should be, the television should be speaking. So I'm saying that when you, get married, when, you, when you put on a wedding gown, you don't go to 804. You know, that's where they say Nigerian food. 805. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for, 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 uh, for Elder. Because he used to go and get me 805. I just ate 2 something. I thought he said 4 When I'm badly hungry, I say to him that, uh, Elder, where can I get my kind of food? You say, I'm supposed to 805. Or he go to the other place, they call Tasty. And when they bring their food, it's very, very oily. You don't eat such food when you're having a wedding gown. Because the moment you bite your meat, it stains, it stains the whole of your the whole of your wedding gown is just decorated not with pants, but with something else. So that is once you are made holy, don't go back into death. And that is just the fear of God. That's what he's saying about. That is not regulation, is the fear of God that there are some things I cannot do. Now that I'm born again, Jesus redeemed me from all the bad things I've done. So then I have to stop the bad. And that state of mind is what God expects from you. And God, strange enough, sees your heart. Plain, clean. 
You will get it now. So therefore, nobody is holier than the other, because it is only he that is holy, and through him we are made holy. I'm saying that to say, that is the reason why none of you can exclude yourself from this commonwealth. You cannot exclude yourself. The condition to receive it is the same to all of us. To me, I have to do do the same. As we are here now, I am looking for something. You are looking for something. I haven't got it all. That if I got it all, long, UK will not be messing about. All right, all this stuff they are doing, they won't. I only need to say that when they plan, they want to do do stuff. I just announce I am coming there, and the thing will not hold. When I get it fully, I will get it now. Satan will not be able to gather people like he did today in Notting Hill Gate. Yes? So we have work to do then. As you come to ask God, I also come to ask God. So you don't think that apostle has arrived. No. I've only got some things, but I haven't got it all. Even in the things I've got, I haven't got the fullest of it. I would get it now. So the attitude we must have that can get is what I'm telling us. Therefore, how, what should we do to get it? Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 11. And then we're going to pray. My Lord. So I say to you, ask and do what? Shall we read it together, please? So. Let's read further. Why is Jesus talking about this? That's what I want to see. The next verse. Next. How do we get it? That's it. Do we get it now? That's what I, what I started saying to you that when you talk about asking God, you ask Him by singing, you ask Him by praying, but the state of your heart is you want it. So that when you are singing, your heart is singing. And you mean what you're saying. When you are praying, your heart is praying. And you mean what you're praying. A child of eight became king. How many of you are less than eight? Stand up. If you are eight years old, let me see. Eight years old, kids, stand up. If you are eight above, eight to nine, stand up. Eight to ten. Eight to eleven. When Josiah was your age, he was a king. When he was eight. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit of God because he destroyed all altar of idols. 
in his time. So there is no such a thing that a child of eight is a kid. It is not. Because witchcraft lived in children of three. I have prayed for a child of three and was delivered from witchcraft. The spirit came out of that child. And people who were eighties, they were, they were bowing before the child of three. Because he had 52 birds at three inherited from the grandmother. When they brought that child to me, if the child winked the nose like that, something is going out dangerous from her. If she did her finger like this, I have work is been, you know, committed at three. So if a grandmother can put witchcraft in a child of three, and that child can fly from Nigeria to uh, Russia, and also, and she will not behave like a baby there, because the spirit that lives in her is an old spirit. So children of three, six, seven can be filled with the Holy Ghost. But you have to design your heart. You can't play with it. You ask. Some of your mates in, in school have witchcraft inside them. They are witches. In London here, a girl in the primary school, young like you, took her necklace and put on the neck of another girl. And that girl got home and got possessed with the spirit of witchcraft in England. So, I'm happy your parents brought you so you need to know this, that to pray for the Holy Spirit, when we pray, because of the devil, so that Satan will mess you up, you have to really cry to God for it, and you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of you are already. Sit down. Those of you who are 12, stand up if you are 12. 12, 13, 14. So you are 14. When Jesus was 12, he went to the temple, and he knew the whole Bible. Uh, when a child is 12 in Israel, he will be made to read Bible of head with his hands in his back. The whole Bible of head. Torah. And so you must know this, that Satan uses your mates. Some of them come from witchcraft family in England. White witches. And when you go to class, they, they can try to afflict you. Alright? The only thing that can deliver you and be a shield is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will tell you that, look at that guy. This is what he's trying to do. And you can just say, I bind in the name of Jesus and that's it. And so, when it comes to Holy Spirit, you can't take it lightly at all. You have to really cry to God for it. You know, I go baptized with Holy Spirit with tears. Do you understand me? Because, you know, sometimes children who come to church, they treat them different. In CFT, I have not treated children different because I, I, I know from a person who came from a cultic background, I know that they are more useful tools in the hand of Satan than adults. When a child is occupying the position of grandfather or mother in a cult, that child is more efficient in evil doing than those who are humanly, physically mature because that child is an undercover. People will never see the child physically and suspect the child. Everybody will carry the child, but they are carrying danger. I would mean now. And when that child behaves somehow, adult will feel that it's a baby. But what he's doing, he knows. So it is and more. When children are possessed by the Holy Spirit of God, 
Satan will think he can mess up with them. When I was your age, I was among those they sent. When any devil enter church and they are messing up, they will just say, tiny. When I get to that man, no matter how tall he is, in a short while on the floor. Because he will under, underestimate me. When it comes to prayer, I pray longer than any adults. I will join them in vigil from the age of nine. You are older than nine. I lead the prayer from nine, from 12 to 6 a.m. Not tired. And not sleepy. Not dozy. You must tear your heart up to love God from this age. Since Satan cannot undo you. Do you get what I'm saying now? So when we pray, you pray with all your heart to God. Because if you don't get this, as you are going older, you are in the midst of devils and vipers and, and evildoers in, in England who will pretend to you that it's nothing. I would get it now. So you could sit down, please. So we, the way to get baptism of the Holy Spirit is pray. But when we start praying now, you know what? We start praying from singing. As we sing, we're praying. Every song is a prayer unto God. Either a prayer, a song of worshiping Him, prayer, prayer of thanks to Him, prayer of praise to Him, prayer of, um, you know, um, you know, a request, you know. Where we're asking God to do something through prayer. Same thing when we sing. We sing, our song is request, praise God, worship God, ask God for, for things to happen. Do we get it now? So we have to do it with our heart. Believe in this, that anything you say, God will do it. Did you hear me? Tomorrow, I, I restrict myself from teaching today. Because tomorrow I'll be talking about word of faith. Tomorrow, next tomorrow, and the other day, word of faith, prophetic declaration, prophetic, prophetic utterance. How you can enter the realm I am now is that I, I worship with you. And then suddenly I start telling you that thus said the Lord, this is going to happen. Or I can see this in this city. I can see this in that place. That is utterance. I will help you know how you get there. But the beginning is to pray. And this condition of heart and mind, I've told you. So when we go to God to sing, your heart is singing. When we go to God with your emotion, God give you emotion not to break down before somebody who cheated you or somebody who didn't love you or somebody who disappointed you. He gave you the emotion to break down before him. Okay? Not for things that pain you, then you are crying. He gave you tears to break out of your eyes because you are lost in worship. You are lost in appreciating God. When you get to that climax, angels will carry you on their arms. You know? But it happens only when your heart thinks about all these things you are saying. So we are together now. We're going to get it done. All right. Let's stand up. Please.